0: Here is a box, a musical box, wound up and ready to play. Can you guess what is in it today?
1: Hello, I am Bill Lawrence, I'm with Mike Harwood, and this is Box 39. And this week, we're coming live from Studio One, as we are In Your Dreams. And we are asking, what impact do our dreams have in music, poetry, art, language, even affecting the course of history? Our dreams have been reflections of our condition, as well as being drivers of our destinies. With dream catchers in hand, Mike and I are going to investigate just exactly what is in your dreams.
2: This is Box 39 with Bill Lawrence and Adrian Cohen, joined this week by Mike Harwood.
1: Yes, welcome to Box 39 with myself and Mike. This is our magazine of music and community and humour and chat, and we are coming live from Studio One here at the mighty Colne Radio Towers and on 106.6 FM Colne Radio. So this is in your dreams, Mike. Yep. Yep. So uh, what do dreams mean to us then?
3: Well, there is a uh, report that uh, since lockdown and uh, contra- in contrast to last year, uh, dreams have doubled and that uh, they're on our side. I don't know how the listeners uh, feel about this, what their experiences are. But so you're, uh, you're
1: saying we dream- we're dreaming more?
3: Yeah, well, I'm not sure about the evidence. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a survey. Yeah. But uh, I certainly read about um, dreams being more vivid and uh, more uh, more weird as well. Very strange. Uh, that's certainly in my case. Uh, Is it? Yeah. And um, uh, how on earth
1: do we do scientists find ways to uh, do, do? Do scientists read dreams, Mike?
3: Well. Uh, at the moment, they're um, looking at uh, ways of recording our dreams. And uh, My they say that uh, they're getting to a point when they can reveal our emotions, smells, colors, and actions experienced by actually um, uh, monitoring our dreams with a machine, basically, um, and recording brain activity during sleep. It's a bit scary, but... Uh, it is, so they can way... actually
1: watch our dreams. Yeah. And hear our dreams.
3: That's right, early stages, but uh, you know, they're, they're on the way, apparently.
1: That's very scary stuff. That's the sort yeah. of thing that you would imagine that uh, would make a really good
3: film, wouldn't it? That's right, yeah, which we'll come to later, some of <laughs> uh, the but, use of dreams and... Well, uh, yeah, you know,
1: but I wanted to skirt that issue because uh, Steven Spielberg has talked about dreams,
3: hasn't he? He has, and he's very interesting because uh, in an inspiring motivational speech, he um, is very encouraging, actually, in terms of... Uh, he talks about our dreams, our real dreams, where we want to uh, achieve something. Uh, they whisper to us, and what's important is the uh, to follow our instincts. They don't shout, they don't over- overwhelm us, but uh, if we listen, they, uh, the voice, the, the, the sounds will whisper to us about, you can do it believe in yourself, all those kind of things. So shall we hear so Steve? So let's listen. hear him, because he's very articulate about it, yeah. Okay.
0: good. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. When you have a dream, and the dream isn't something you dream and then it happens, the dream is something you never knew was going to come into your life. Dreams always come from behind you, not, not right between your eyes, it sneaks up on you. But when you have a dream, it doesn't often come at you screaming in your face. This is who you are. This is what you must be for the rest of your life. Sometimes a dream almost whispers. And I've always said to my kids, the hardest thing to listen to, your instincts, your human personal intuition, Always whispers, it never shouts. Very hard to hear. So you have to every day of your lives be ready to hear what whispers in your ear. It very rarely shouts. And if you can listen to the whisper, If it's, it tickles your heart, and it's something you think you want to do for the rest of your life. Then that is going to be what you do for the rest of your life. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. I dream for a living. Years later, I realized, well, that's exactly what I, I do. I dream for a living. This is what I've done all my life. This is what I wanted to do with my life.
1: Well, that's interesting stuff, isn't it? A, uh, from Steven Spielberg, Mike.
3: Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, we can I'm, learn a lot from that. Yeah, Have faith in your instincts
1: absolutely well we, we ask people uh, what kind of dreams do we have and uh, we've got quite a lot of information from our listeners uh you've got one there haven't you one of our regular listeners yeah
3: been? uh dave is a regular listener and contributor to our programs he um dave uh, dave's a burger bar stanway uh it's on the golf course there he texted in that um I'm dreaming of having a bigger burger bar in the Tollgate Shopping Centre, moving down from Stanway and putting McDonald's out of business. So that's, you a, see, that's, a,
1: that's a good dream to have, isn't it? Yeah. Like, because yeah. something to aim for, something that yeah. it's quite you know that's, that's quite a good motivational yeah. dream. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they're always that good, though. Uh, yeah. We got one from Ron and Reg from Brightlingsea. Yeah. Uh, they say we dreamed our mum was alive and we were children again and she'd smacked us and sent us to bed early for being naughty boys again.
3: That sounds like anxiety to me. Anxiety yeah, dream.
1: Yeah. Right. I, do
3: you have anxiety dreams? Uh, oh, yeah. All the time, yeah. <laughs> The thing is, some of them you uh, are so bad, aren't they, that uh, they uh, get inside your head to the point where you want to wake up and then you're relieved that uh, it's not really happening you know yeah
1: yeah and uh, an interesting one here from uh, a listener daryl bass from gusset hill in st joseph yeah and he says uh daryl says i believe in my dreams that i can fly i believe i can touch the sky i think about it every night and day i spread my wings and fly away i believe i can soar
3: well that certainly uh, hits the chord with me having worked in the airline business and with pan American oh. recurring dream twenty odd years later thirty years later is I'm piloting a uh, a Boeing 747 right and uh, we have an engine problem so oh. I take it down and we fly underneath the telegraph wires don't 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 crash we don't hurt anybody and uh, and we go, just just come up over a building and um, fly away into the distance. You see, I, I,
1: flying dreams can be interpreted in a number of different ways. Uh, yeah. Some people say uh, the ability to control your flight, which is what you're doing as the pilot, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Is, is representative of your own personal sense of power, Mike. I
3: like a bit of power.
1: Yeah. yeah. So flying is this sort of new perspective. When you're flying... Yeah you've got the ability to look down and you sort of get a wider perspective on things. Yeah. So so uh, your flying dream that you're having there, Mike, you're saying,
3: take a look at the broader picture, Mike. Well, um, uh, the problem is that uh, it doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm left hanging up there and uh, wondering whether I'm going to come back down, which is when I want to wake up.
1: You see, I think so, I, I have the I have the flying dream in a slightly different way. I, I believe that I have the physical power to fly
3: myself. Ah, uh-huh. Do you um, see yourself uh, arms yeah. outstretched like a I, arms outstretched?
1: And I know that it's always something to do with my feet and my knees. I just have yeah. to sort of wiggle my feet and my knees in a certain way, and, yeah. and off I go. Yeah,
3: you don't dream of um, flying over the West Ham ground and uh, <laughs> scoring the winning goal at all. The... Well, I don't
1: need to anymore, Mike. As yeah. you know, we score enough. They score enough winning goals. They don't need yeah. me anymore for
3: that. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, six in the league. <laughs> yeah, well, as, as, as young people say uh, you can interpret. Um, if you're flying in the air with a sense of fear and anxiety, you could mean you're craving for stability. Yeah. And now in real life, you feel that you're in this sort of situation; everything's slipping out of your hands. It's yeah. it's not what it's not where you want it to
3: be. Well, that's why uh, another theory is that um, uh, dreams are so weird, but they train us for the unexpected. In other words, uh, uh-huh. subconsciously. Because things happen to us yeah. which we don't like or hadn't suddenly, it's kind of subconsciously laying in our uh, uh, kind of ways of dealing with uh, situations. But...
1: Well, our brains are so clever, aren't they? Yeah.
3: I mean,
1: yeah. they can do all this stuff without us even asking them to do it. Yeah. Yeah. They just do it while we're asleep.
3: Yeah, well, I've actually, the thing that gets me with dreams is um, they never come up with any solutions. (laughs) You never get any (laughs) bloody answers, do you? I mean, you know, the time, what do we spend? About a quarter of our lives dreaming and they never solve anything. They just, you know, leave you hanging up there.
1: Well, this is box 39 and you've just been listening to our house band live house band ausgang solo and of course due to restrictions at the moment ausgang exit are still in india where they've been there for over a year and it's just a smaller version ausgang solo and that was a terrific little piece of music called cheese makes me dream about cheese and of course just to mention that ausgang solo brought us into the show with i dreamt i was six hours younger So, Mike, uh, Inspirational Dreams. Mm. Yeah, what what, what, what do we know about Inspirational Dreams? I believe we're going to hear something about that.
3: We are, indeed. And um, it's uh, a dream about um, personal ambition and uh, fulfilling your dreams. And it's by the actor, uh, we're going to hear the actor Morgan Freeman um, in an extract, Follow Your Dreams, in which, uh, like Spielberg, he says, follow your inner voice, don't be afraid. See the beauty of the unknown. Never apologize for trusting your intuition. And your brain can play tricks, your heart can be blind, but your gut is always right. There are those of us who like to venture to the unexplored, to see
2: the beauty in the strange and unknown. Those of us who go out there with a sense of wonder. It's the magic of risking everything for a dream that nobody sees but you. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the shadow of the shade. Yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me, unafraid. God it matters not how straight the gate, and how punishment charges the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. I have to remind myself that some birds aren't meant to be caged. Their feathers are just too bright. And when they fly away, the part of you that knows it was a sin to lock them up does rejoice. Let me tell you about a voice whispers it tells me what's right and what's not when to leave and where to go it's not Shakespeare it does not speak in memorable lines my inner voice always gives it to me straight tells me who my real friends are when to say yes when to say no whether the person sitting next to me is the one I'll be spending the rest of my life with already know that dedication, hard work, and perseverance give us positive results. Let your instincts guide you.
1: Oh, there's the, the wonderful Morgan Freeman, and uh, he's saying follow your dreams, isn't he? Let your instincts guide you. Yeah, he's saying the only yes you need to follow your dreams is yours. Yeah. No rules in life. Why limit yourself to what everyone else is doing? Yeah. Well, I'm not sure, you know. Um, it's his view, you know, he says uh, following your dreams might take unexpected turns. Yeah. But those are the exciting and memorable challenges of living the dream. Do you agree with this, Mike?
3: I do, and uh, the advice I'd give is don't follow other people's dreams. You know, you yes. follow your own.
1: Yes. And and uh, there was a, a great writer called Walter Badgerhot, Badgerhole, yeah, Badgerhot. Not really. Sorry, how you say that? Yeah. If Walter. Properties. I said ba- your name wrong?
3: Badger. Walter badger. <laughs> And he said,
1: "The great pleasure in life is doing what people say you can't do."
3: Yeah, that's a is challenge, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, as long as you do it without hurting anyone.
3: Yeah, and then there was um, Albert Hubbard who uh, once said, the greatest mistake you can make in life is to be continually fearing you will make one.
1: Well, isn't that true? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well done, Albert. I like that. Yeah. So, you know, we've so far we've said accomplishing your dreams will spark even bigger dreams. You know, you've got to follow your dreams, but actually you could say that's not true. You yeah. could say... The opposite is true. You could say, you know, oh, everyone beating us over the head saying, "Follow your dreams, follow your dreams, yeah. following your
3: dreams." What if they aren't fulfilled and yeah. you get frustrated?
1: Yeah, and every, you know, or just turn reality, just turn our passion and our dream into reality, mm-hmm. and do what we believe, and it's always going to make us happy. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just advertising, isn't it, Mike? Yeah,
3: absolutely. That's what they work on.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's just the world of marketing, isn't it? We're yeah. just all suckers for
3: it, aren't we? Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully you and I aren't, but you know. Yeah. A lot of people are. Yeah.
1: yeah. So um, it's sort of lifestyle design, isn't it? Self improvement. Yeah. Do you do you, uh, buy those self improvement books, Mike? No, I
3: don't know. I mean, there must be. Uh, if I if I did a survey of uh, the self improvement uh, books for this this program, I'd need um, I'd probably need three days. To just just list them there's so many Yeah. and I'm not sure about them I mean maybe a listener can come in with one uh, where their dreams have, w- have been fulfilled and they've worked out their uh, confidence and so on through self-help I mean maybe that's an overwhelming statement but I'm uh, uh, not sure about them really yeah how do you think
1: well I think uh, I, I, it says uh, you know we believe our dreams will solve all of our current problems yeah without recognising actually they might just Create new variants of the same old problem. Yeah. You know, there might be better problems to have, but uh, we're still going to have... But sometimes maybe they are going to be worse problems. Yeah. Yeah. you know, sometimes we'd be better off dealing with all the mess in the present rather than pursuing some ideal in the future.
3: Absolutely. You have to be realist, especially the way the world is today. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, you come from America, or you spent a large part of your life in America. What is the American dream?
3: Well... The American dream is um, basically that anyone can achieve success if they work hard enough. Um, they can make money, and uh, everything will be fine. But it doesn't work out like that. And uh, American um, literature has uh, many books, um, perhaps the, about the American dream and how it went wrong. Perhaps the one of the most famous is Scott Fitzgerald, *The Great Gatsby*, which is the embodiment of the American dream. And uh, that's uh, set in the 20s when, when, uh, certainly towards the end of the 20s, anyone could make some money, the stock exchange was open to all, people uh, borrowed too much, and we had the Wall Street crash. Um, So the uh, Great Gatsby is a highly symbolic meditation of the 1920s about uh, the unprecedented prosperity and material excesses which lead to uh, personal disillusionment and um, dreams not made.
1: Well, let's hear what Hank Williams had to sing about, the American dream.
4: Too many lawyers in football, baseball's got a few. The pitcher got a million dollars and the quarterback he got too. Threw his arm away and the quarterback burned his knees, and this they did so they could live the American dream. Now, there are some preachers on TV with a suit and a tie and a vest, they want you to send your money to the Lord, but they give you their address because all of your donations. Are completely tax free God bless you all But most of all Send your money Do you really want it? Do you really need it? You gotta keep on grinding Just to try to keep it You got no time for yourself You got more for old Jim Bean. You're going crazy dreaming The American dream Reagan is a-cutting the budget Making the Democrats scream Says we gotta control inflation Quit spending our money on everything But this year's tax increase Why it's the biggest in history Round and around we go Where we stop Who knows The American dream Do we really want it? Do you really need it? We gotta keep on grinding just to try to keep it We got no time for ourselves And more for old Jim We're going crazy dreaming The American Dream We're going crazy dreaming The American Dream Hail to the Chief <laughs>
5: Box 39
3: What's in it, then? I like the way uh, your musicians did a a, a mickey-taking riff there on the American National Anthem. Great stuff.
1: That was great, wasn't it? Yeah. And and, uh, that's rather pessimistic views we've had there of the American dream, Mike.
3: Yeah, this is true. Um, And an era of uh, uh, a moment of optimism was um, was, uh, with Martin Luther King, A famous speech, where uh, which was delivered um, on the American Civil Rights March, and uh, on Washington, two hundred and fifty thousand people were there, marching for jobs and freedom in nineteen sixty-three in August, in which he called for the civil and economic rights and an end to racism in the United States. So it was a defining moment in the civil rights movement and uh, a lasting sound
6: sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners, will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Someday every valley shall be exalted, every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and
3: all flesh shall see it together. Unfortunately, of course, Martin Luther King was uh, was murdered by uh, a shooting, but uh, his voice and his convictions, I think, uh, live on, and. Um, a very positive uh, book about the American dream is called Hidden Flight, <clears throat> The American Dream and the Untold Story of the Black Women Mathematicians Who Helped to Win the Space Race.
1: That's a really interesting title, yeah,
3: Mike. Yeah, and it's by Margot Lee Shetterly. Margot Lee Shetterly. Right. It's available uh, in paperback and so on. And in um, 1920. Uh, I think it was 1916, not sure. There was a film called Hidden Figures, and that's on Amazon Prime Video. And um, the film is picking up the story of the book, where three female African-American mathematicians play a pivotal role in astronaut John Glenn's launch into orbit. And meanwhile, they have to deal with racial and gender discrimination at work. And, um, for example, they're working for NASA... And um, it's interesting that um, women were brought in because America were uh, <laughs> pretty typical, worried about uh, Russia getting to the uh, in space first. So they were looking for people, anybody that couldn't, um, uh, that had the skills, uh, the mathematician skills to, about the space race. And um, what's interesting in the film is that um, the police. Pull over the. Um, I think it's three female African American mathematicians on the way to work, and uh, he says um, identification, and they say well, we're on the way to work at NASA. He says I had no idea they hired. Dot dot dot. You can imagine what he was going to say, and uh, one of the women coming quickly by saying, "Yeah, there's quite a few women working at the uh, re, re, the, the space program." And it's a, it's a film I'm going to have a look at. It. I didn't, didn't know anything about it, but it, it's very interesting. And they, they also have to, um, as well as the prejudice of working in uh, such a major project, they have to deal with, um, with race and all kinds of, uh, of abuse. So it's a, it's a real lift. And um, uh, I think somewhere um, when um, somebody asks uh, one of the women, how, how do you handle it, Anessa? And she says, um, "We um, we're working at NASA, not because we wear skirts, because we wear glasses. <laughs> Subtext, because we've got a good brain, and uh, you know." So it's uh, it's an inspirational film and book. Well, excellent.
1: And uh, here's a bit of an inspirational song from Kate Perry.
7: put it on me i put it on like there was nothing wrong it didn't fit it wasn't right wasn't just the size they say you know when you know i don't in
8: Done, you just need to squeeze in the, the fact that it's on Tuesdays at 8 pm. Can you do that for me?
2: Be part of the Box 39 community. Email us at box39colnradio at outlook.com and we are on Facebook at box 39 Corn Radio and Twitter. At Box 39, Cole Radio. And on Mixcloud at Box
1: 39. Well, that's terrific. This is Box 39. Bill Lawrence here with Mike Harwood, and we're in your dreams tonight,
3: Mike. Yeah, and uh, following on from that uh, beautiful song by Katy Perry, not like the movies, we'll have a look at dreams in the cinema. And I think it was Oscar Wilde who said, ''The cinema is a ribbon of dreams.'' A ribbon made of celluloid threaded through the projector of our collective unconscious for the past 120 years. And Federico Fellini said, Talking about dreams is like talking about movies, since the cinema uses the language of dreams. Years can pass in a second and can hop from one place to another. It's a language of image. And in the real cinema, every object and every light means something, as in the dream. And we don't have a lot of time, but I'll uh, just run through a few classic examples of uh, dream in film. In the uh, days of silent uh, movies, the uh, arrival of a train at La Cietat by the Lumiere brothers, one of the first people to uh, experiment with theatre, they thought that uh, the train that came towards them, because they weren't used to the medium of cinema, was coming towards them. And some fainted and some rushed out of the cinema not exactly a dream but very dreamlike but a silent film which is quite startling i recommend uh, watching it is a dream of a rabbit, as in welsh rabbit fiend it's a 1906 silent film directed by edward s porter and uh, it's a seven minute live action film adaptation of the dream of the rabbit fiend by american cartoonist Okay and what's amazing about it is it's just totally over the top He he eats too much rabbit, he uh, gets drunk, the bed moves, It shakes, he moves, he flies, talking about dreams and flying. It's totally over the top, but brilliant early filmmaking.
1: Of course, there is such a lot of a cartoon quality in our dreams, isn't there?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's quite a relief to think that, actually. It's not all real. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of nightmare films, The Cabinet of uh, Dr. Caligari, 1920, that visualises some kind of violent social unrest, and a sense of anxiety that tapped into the real-world fears of the time. It was like a nightmare sleep when um, dreams are unfolding in the plot. The famous film, The Maltese Falcon, stuff that dreams are made of, Humphrey Bogart said, who was uh, Sam Spade, investigator when he held the Maltese falcon which was actually uh, jewels and uh, gold but it was covered in black uh, material to disguise it and whoever got hold of it had some connection with death so it was like uh, and that's why uh, Bogart saying the stuff that dreams are made of Hitchcock Spellbound 1945 one of the most overt linkages between dreams and cinematic storytelling in, in cinematic history has a fantastic uh, a dream sequence designed by Salvador Dali in which the main actor who's accused of murder actually has an amnesia talks out his dreams and it leads to the real killer. And uh, more recently, the dream factory and beyond. You have Jaws, Star Wars, Blade Runner, Dreamscape, all are kind of dreamlike and raise questions about human consciousness. And more recently, The Matrix, and especially Inception of 2010, in which the main character, Cobb, steals information from his targets by entering their dreams. And there we get into a kind of Jungian theories, the conflicts of the unconscious. And Jung, of course, theorized that dreams never have a conclusion.
1: Well, that's a great rundown there, Mike, and I think that's a that's a terrific uh, little list there of uh, if people want a sort of uh, a movie night all about dreams. There, you've got everything from nineteen eighteen ninety five and the arrival of that train coming through the screen, all the way to Inception, which I think most people agree was extremely good. It's slightly confusing, but it was a wonderful film. And were they asleep or were they awake? We didn't know. Anyway, this is Lissy, and in sleep.
8: I was rummaging in my garage, but I I don't know what it was I was looking for, and I opened a box and found a kaleidoscope, and I remember thinking, how on earth did this ever amuse me as a child for longer than three or four minutes? Next to the box was an empty pram, and I decided to push it out of the garage, which, it turned out, was not next to my house, but on the edge of a car park. In the sudden daylight, I realized I was wearing nail polish. Only they weren't my fingers. Someone had taken my fingers, so I went and had a look. Finally, I found them trying to buy an ice cream, but couldn't because I had our money. It was then that I realized it wasn't nail polish, but the glitter from inside the kaleidoscope. I was worried that the finger's real owner might think it rather gaudy.
9: Everybody looking for something. Hold your head up, moving on. Keep
1: your hair on. And you're listening to In Your Dreams, a Box 39 special. And we've been looking at all sorts of dreams in films and in all aspects of life. But uh, one area we haven't looked at, Mike, is Mm. sort of dreams and surrealism, the whole uh, artistic movement of the sort of dreams and surrealism. Tell me a bit about that.
3: Well, that uh, was very prominent after the First World War and a group of uh, artists set out a manifesto which was really in opposition to uh, the kind of world that led to the the, the horrible First World War. And um, they declared that Dreams stood for all aspects of the world repressed by rationalism, and the manifesto called an artist to explore uncharted depths of the imagination with radical new methods and visual forms. Some of them saw the dream even as a revolutionary force and attempted to reconcile the liberation of desire with the political liberation envisaged by Karl Marx. One early film I remembered, which I showed to the art students at Colchester Institute and was quite shocking, is called... Incien Andalou, 1929, by Louis Bunuel, by Louis Bunuel and Salvador Dali, And it starts with the close-up of an eye, and then it goes to a cloud, and then the cloud is intercepted by the moon. At that point, the eyes are sliced quite horrible and then you see a scene later of ants crawling out of a hand it's it's very bizarre and shocking but they did intend to shock people to rethink their way they, they saw things
1: well we're digesting that image let's just quickly hear from ausgang solo Well, I think we needed that little bit of music to clear away that rather shocking image there from the, the uh, Salvador Dali and Louis Bunel film.
3: Yeah, that's right. And um, perhaps uh, an artist that uh, um, we can um, celebrate with a bit more humour and levity is uh, Magritte. Not time to really cover what, what he did, but uh, most people know about him. And uh, he would, of course, have a painting of a pipe, quite clearly a pipe, and we, he would entitle it, This is not a pipe. <laughs> and of course the floating chairs and uh, really close to the dream world but what, a, what an artist to represent that and uh, I think over the artistic history women have been underrepresented in art as in surrealism and I'd like to uh, point listeners to a current exhibition at the Whitechapel Gallery in London near Liverpool Street which is uh, running until the 12th of December this year it's called Fantastic Women the Sheryl Worlds from Marais Oppenheim to Louis Bourgeois. And it's drawings, objects, photography, and um, it's a fantastic exhibition, apparently, with creative work of women artists and the avant garde from all over the world.
1: Let's uh, hear some more from the other side of the pond. This is from Bruce Springsteen, and it's called Dream Baby Dream. Dream Baby Dream.
5: Dream, baby, dream
9: dream baby dream. Come on, dream, baby, dream Come on and dream, baby, dream Come on and dream, baby, dream gotta keep the light burning Come on, we gotta keep the light burning. Come on, we gotta keep the light burning. Come on and dream, baby dream. Gotta keep the fire burning. Come on, gotta keep the fire burning. Come on, we gotta keep the fire burning. Come on and Open up your heart Come on and open
1: Big bag of jazz onions. Every Sunday night from 11pm, here on 106.6 FM, Cone Radio.
5: Close the
6: box. Open the box.
1: Well, we're here with the box open for a little bit longer, Mike. We are. And uh, we've had up all sorts of emails and texts tonight. Our our text machine is on fire with them. Uh, it really yeah. seems to catch listeners' imagination. And particularly, we've got so many queries about the language of dreams. That's right. Isn't that interesting how that just uh, connects with people? Yeah. And looking at what people have asked us, I realise that there's an awful lot of terms in in linguistics about dreams isn't
3: there and they're, they're used uh, very frequently but not often analyzed uh, to a great yeah. extent Yeah,
1: uh, mango dread for example from shrub end yeah sends us an email and says uh i'm often saying to uh mrs mango dread uh, <laughs> dream on he says dream on yeah. which sort of suggests uh, yeah in you know it's not going to happen it won't happen in reality, just in your dreams. That's and right. uh, And Mango also said, uh, my life is full of broken dreams.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Johnny Johnson from Jaywick texted in that um, I'm living in a dream world. And, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I think we often uh, suggest that. We say that to someone, oh, oh, you're living a dream world, or I'm living a dream world, and that's never going to happen again. It's that sort of broaching that gap between reality and the unreality of the unconscious. yeah. Yeah.
3: And how about a few more of those uh, Uh, terms that have come in,
1: Bill? Yeah. A a dream come true.
3: Yeah.
1: Is this, uh, well, tonight is a dream come true for me, Mike.
3: That's right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And a daydream as well. We've had one also there from Darren Bass, actually, said a daydream. Yeah. Uh, He said, uh, I've always been accused of daydreams as though they were something bad. Yeah. well...
3: Not necessarily.
1: No, no, I think daydreaming is a, is a wonderful thing to do.
3: Yeah, use of imagination and uh, can be positive, yeah.
1: Yeah, and more, what have what you about got about other
3: there? terms? How about um, done daydream, dream ticket? Ah,
1: dream
3: yes. Dream ticket, pipe uh, dream.
1: See, pipe dream again is that yeah. idea that things are unrealistic, isn't yeah, it?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have to be realistic. Uh, but
1: then there's the opposite. You could say, um, and this one's, a, a, we've got a thing on Facebook for someone, or I'm not sure if it's male or female, called I'm Not Wearing Red Trousers. Yeah. And they say it works like a dream. It's actually just suggesting it's it's a great possible achievement whereas a lot of these yeah. other dream terms are uh, suggesting that it, it won't happen but works like a dream is suggesting it's all going really well
3: yeah, yeah well someone texted in from uh St. Lotus, and they said uh if only england's team could work like a dream <laughs> back that one <laughs> yeah. see,
1: well uh, i would say in your wildest you dreams <laughs> there mike <laughs> and uh perhaps are chasing the dream yeah it would be a dream come true
3: yeah should absolutely. they win if only we'll be using those terms on he, Tuesday night.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think Gareth Southgate needs to dream up a plan, doesn't he? Oh,
3: well, I think he has. Let's hope he can follow it through. Yeah.
1: Now, the final uh, email we've got here is, is a, uh, great. it's from Donna from ah, Norwich. One of our most loyal listeners. Yeah. And Donna from Norwich... What did she say? She said, uh, well, I'm sitting here in the bath, and uh, I'm dreaming about uh, what's going to happen this weekend when she uh, is going to spend the weekend. She doesn't have to go to work. She's got a couple of days off. And uh, she says, what shall I do? What would be a dream way to spend the weekend? Would it be with the boys from Box 39? Well, I don't don't think so. That would be be a nightmare, wouldn't I think
3: she might be looking for a dream date with you, Bill.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think that would be a nightmare, Donny. You don't realise what it's like here in this studio. (laughs) God, you know, it's... uh, it's not a dream come true working here, is it, Mike?
3: Well, it kind of is in some ways. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. So, Impossibly Donna, uh, we say, for, you know, follow your dreams.
8: After the last reveller has drifted home and the doors of pubs, clubs, and late-night coffee shops are bolted. You might see them in Colchester High Street, though you may simply believe you drank one too many at the Three Wise Monkeys. But replay the CCTV very carefully, and see Man with Cup and Walking Woman leave their pavement stands outside Fenwick's department store for their weekly race around Castle Park on horses from the War Memorial where St George and the Dragon ensure a fair race and organise the betting amongst the pigeons.
1: We've talked about following your dreams but uh, I'd like to finish, Mike, with uh, some poetry. Yeah, You're a... Poet. Just, so uh, let's finish with a bit of poetry. Tell me about some poetry and dreams.
3: Yeah, I've just got time for a short one, but before I go into that, I'd like to uh, quote a line that um, repeats in my head, sometimes when I'm not thinking about it. It comes from He Wishes for the Cloths of Heaven by William Butler Yeats. And the line is, tread softly because you tread on my dreams. And the line before that is, I would have spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly, because you tread on my dreams. Uh-huh. Kind of recurs in my subconscious, and uh, I think it was probably he was wishing for a relationship to work out there. I think, but great couple of lines. Absolutely, and I'd like to finish with um, Langston Hughes. who was uh, an American radical poet, and um, the introduction to the poem is uh, that he said, "Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is broken." Like a broken winged bird that cannot fly. And I'd like to finish with The Dream Keeper, which kind of summarizes um, all the things we hope for and how we, uh, how we could keep other things that we don't like away. The Dream Keeper. Bring me all your dreams, you dreamer. Bring me all your heart melodies, that I may wrap them in a blue cloud cloth, away from the two rough fingers of the world. And I love that because we all need to keep away from the two rough fingers of the world and go for the positives. Absolutely.
1: And it's wonderful to end on such a lovely positive note, isn't it? Mm. So, thank you, Mike. Thank you for coming in and uh, constructing such a wonderful show all about dreams. This has been In Your Dream here on Box 39.
3: Thank you all our listeners who contributed and sent in their dreams and hopes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And may all our dreams come true, Mike. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, this has been Box 39, our magazine of music and community and humour and chat. And we've been live on your radio thing from Studio One here at Colm Radio Towers on 106.6 FM. And this has been In Your Dreams with me, Bill Lawrence and Mike Harwood. So, from high up here on Studio One, on the fourth floor of Colm Radio Towers, looking out over the full and fertile lands of North East Essex, it's time for us to close Box 39 once more. Be seeing
3: you. Be seeing you.
8: is a guppy production for Cohen radio and is committed to a varied equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience